Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my partner in crime, my main man, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? Oh, Foltz, I'm feeling good tonight, bro. How are you? I feel great. It's good to be back in in the studio. Took a little break, you know, for the holidays. You know, everyone's got their family stuff they got to do. Go here, go there. You know, extended family, stuff like that. So, good holiday. Oh, man, this has been one of the best holidays on record. Uh, fantastic time. How about yourself? Uh, I can't complain. Uh, it was really great. We had a you know, low-key Christmas, just the main members and my immediate family, my wife and kids, and same for New Year's. And, uh, you know, I didn't even make it to the New Year. I think I was asleep by 11.30 on New Year's. So. I don't, you know what, man? You're not missing much. It, New Year's was never my big bag anyway to be honest um i think in our family new year's day was more important than new year's eve yeah yeah me too and 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 growing up the uh, same with uh it was almost the opposite with christmas like in the in italian background christmas eve was always bigger than christmas day they were nonetheless both had the same amount of food always but right you know so. I, I did eat a lot of food this this season i did too we grubbed we had a good time and uh now it's time to get back to work yeah some more podcasts <clears throat> yeah so <clears throat> you know the the topic that we're going with tonight <clears throat> we've uh I just uh, recently started thinking about it and, and, and discussing it with Steve, and it's one of those <clears throat> topics that can remind you of, uh, you know, being a kid or, or even as an adult, if you have kids and you take them camping, and you know, you're looking back and you're looking at the stars and thinking about all the different possibilities, the what ifs or or the whys, and uh, and can we figure out what our purpose here is. Well, tonight's topic, Indigo Children, is going to give us, hopefully, a glimpse into what maybe there is out, out there, or when we gaze upon the stars, maybe give us a, a, a little bit better answer to that question. So we're going to kick it off without any delay with an Indigo Children. In a world that has lost touch with its soul, the Indigo Child is here as a light bearer, a path forger, a paradigm shifter. Although the concept of indigo children originated in the 1970s, there have been groups of individuals all through the ages whose mission and purpose have been to awaken humanity. If you're an old soul who feels a strong and profound urge to create change in your society, you're likely an indigo child. Indigo child or children also referred to as crystal or star child an indigo child is a person who has come into this world destined to create change and spiritually awaken humanity indigo children are considered to be free thinkers with profound insight into the human condition and the ability to see the truth clearly as spiritually gifted old souls indigo children find it hard to fit into mainstream society and often become misunderstood rejected or misdiagnosed and medicated the indigo child is thought to possess strong intuition and a varying spiritual gifts, such as the ability to communicate with spirit guides or see visions. 
Truth and deception. The primary role of an indigo child seems to revolve around exposing truth and deception. From a young age, indigo children are able to see through the illusion, half-truths, and falsehood rife in society. To their parents, teachers, they may seem like overly inquisitive, headstrong, and even obnoxious children. As precocious truth-tellers, child and adult indigos can't help but see through the facades of other people and expose them. This desire to bring truth to light seems to be written into the indigo child's DNA. Enlightened teacher, Jiddu Krishnamurti, sums up the indigo child's philosophy when he writes, <coughs> pardon, It is no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Many people criticize the indigo child concept as being one that can be misused by parents seeking to make their children look special, particularly if they have a special need. Others claim signs of being an indigo child are so vague that they can apply to anyone. This is called the Forer effect. Now, while it's true <clears throat> that the indigo child label can be misused, just as any label can, the true signs of an indigo child are so specific that they cannot be widely applied to every person. <clears throat> as I just mentioned above, indigo children are obsessed with finding the truth. This cannot be said of every person or every child. Every rule, belief, structure, and institution will be questioned and ruthlessly challenged by the indigo child. This trait is truly unusual and extraordinary. It is also common for people to criticize the indigo child label as being delusional. While all labels and concepts used to describe the ego are illusory constructs of the mind, finding a sense of affinity with the indigo child label is extremely beneficial. Identifying with this label helps us develop a self-understanding and acceptance, which are important elements of spiritual growth. Pretty interesting to get us started here. Um, <clears throat> this might this is probably a topic that maybe too, a lot of people aren't too familiar with, but uh, we found it exciting because it, it definitely, as we as we move further into this, it's definitely within our wheelhouse, and and you'll see why. Now, indigo, indigo children who are misdiagnosed, it's common for the indigo child to be misdiagnosed with behavioral issues such as ADD or ADHD and other mood disorders. Because of their headstrong, free-thinking nature, some children are often feared, misunderstood, and therefore medicated at young ages. Now, unfortunately, medications such as Ritalin and Adderall often end up numbing the indigo child and causing them to lose contact with their intuitive capabilities and truth-seeking nature. Now, in typical subtle, <coughs> subtle Beast fashion, we've come up with a, with a nice list of uh, 17 signs of, of an indigo child. Now, are you an indigo child? Perhaps your children are. Now, below, we have our list that we're going to read. And uh, they have uh, typical signs often mentioned on other websites of this is uh, of, of an indigo child, uh, our sense of entitlement and feeling special and like you should be revered because these represent narcissism or unhealthy parenting styles more than genuine indigo child signs. Now, the first sign, Steve, you want to kick us off with this list? Yes. Number one is... You are strong-willed. You are a passionate person who will do anything it takes to accomplish your goals or dreams. Even if other people criticize or don't support you, you still keep going no matter what. Nice. That's a, I mean, 
as it goes on, you'll find, you know, if, if half of these or more kind of uh, are, are part of you, then you may be an indigo child. That's right. Number two is you're an old soul. You feel as though you've lived many lifetimes and possess a wisdom that others your age don't have yet. As a child, you may have behaved like an old man or an old woman. And as an adult, you have a deeply spiritual and philosophical outlook on life. Very interesting. Yep. Number three, you're a free thinker. No idea or belief is too holy for you to dissect or reject. You prefer to think of yourself rather than blindly following the crowd. And that's think for yourself. Correct. As an indigo child, questioning is everything to you. That's a good list so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of relating. You're a headstrong nonconformist. As a child or teenager, you may have been thought of as naughty or obnoxious or disobedient. Uh, As an adult, you still cannot stand being boxed in or controlled by others. As a headstrong nonconformist, you prefer to find your own truth and forge your own path. Still good? Yeah. You're a passionate truth seeker. Truth to you is of primary importance. You're always seeking to distinguish truth and reality from lies and deception. When you're around others, you can immediately tell when someone is lying or hiding something. Although the truth hurts, you honor it above all else. You would prefer to suffer from the truth than to be happy believing lies. I love that one. Yeah, that one's my favorite one so far. You're perceptive and intelligent. You can see and understand things about humanity and life that most other people don't perceive. Your keen perception allows you to discover the truth about the human condition and how to ultimately help. Very interesting. Now we have, you are highly intuitive. You keep perception also makes you highly intuitive. Or your keen perception that also makes you highly intuitive. You can often... You can often intuit the best course of action as well as know things about others that are secret or hidden. You want to change the world. Deep in your heart, you have a, you have a feel of a driving force to create positive change on this planet. As an indigo child, you know that your destiny is a paradigm changer slash destroyer. This strong sense of purpose forms the axis of your decision. Whatever is not aligned with your inner sense of purpose quickly dissolves in favor of soul-based decisions. You're empathetic and compassionate. You care so much about this planet and other people that it often hurts. Every time you see or hear of violence, destruction, and cruelty, you feel sorrow and anger. Your high level of empathy and compassion means that you often struggle with anxiety or depression. You're a change-making leader. Since you were literally... Since you were little, you always gravitated towards leadership. You may find it hard to work in teams or for other people and function better when you're in charge or working for yourself. You find it difficult to obey authority, particularly when that authority is corrupt, illogical, or outdated. You want to offer better, wiser, and healthier ways to live life, making you destined to be a spiritual elder. You're idealistic. You have high expectations for yourself and other people. While idealism can be a positive trait, it can also carry disadvantages such as being overly critical or demanding. 
But nonetheless, your idealism is what helps you to strive for the highest and do the absolute best you can for the planet. You're a loner slash autonomous personality. As a free spirit, you don't like to be held down by anyone or anything. You find it difficult to be around too many people at once and often prefer to spend time in your own company. As a lover of autonomy, you enjoy solitude and the insight it can bring. You're highly creative. Your nonconformist brain loves to express itself through art and creativity. Whether it be drawing, dancing, singing, building, painting, writing, or crafting, you love creative self-expression. Podcasting. Podcasting is definitely one. You have a strong connection with nature and animals. As an empathic and compassionate person, you gravitate towards the natural world. You feel most at home when you're near the ocean or surrounded by trees and animals. Nature is so pure and grounding that you find it a welcome break from the pretension of humanity. You're drawn towards spirituality over religion. To you, spirituality is falling in love with the message, and religion is loving the messenger. As an indigo child, you are drawn towards truth in its purest form, not diluted by dogma or fundamentalist teachings. You struggle with boredom. Because of your sharp and inquisitive mind, you tend to struggle with routine and conventional structures. As a result of your tendency to get bored easily, you may have been misdiagnosed with ADD or ADHD, which I have ADHD. You're prone to experiencing existential angst. Existential anxiety and depression go far beyond usual in anxiety and depression. And this is because it is more concerned with life itself than the self. As an indigo child, you tend to ask questions such as, why do we suffer? What is the meaning of life? Why is there injustice? Why was I born? Such deep philosophical questions cause you to lose interest in the meaningless pursuits carried out by a majority of humanity. Now, other potential traits of indigo children include tendencies towards addiction to numb feelings, seeking only loyal friendships. They can be proud or bossy, fiery-tempered, more sensitive to environmental and food pollutants, spiritual gifts such as clairvoyance or telepathy, Tips for indigo children include, indigo children are here to provoke change in a time where consciousness growth is more desperately needed than ever. If you have discovered that you're an indigo child, you might benefit from the following tips. To stay grounded, try practicing mindful breathing. Practice meditation each day. Practice emotional acceptance. Familiarize yourself with the spiritual awakening process and how it is linked to the existential, existential depression. Creatively express yourself and your visionary ideas. You may even like to try practices such as automatic writing to help you get in touch with your soul. Regularly spend time in nature to unwind and regain balance. Finally, if you're still uncertain about whether you're an indigo child or not, you can take an, you can take an indigo child test. They can be found online. Now, every indigo child knows that their mission is to create change on this planet. Little by little, light will come to penetrate the darkness. Truth will reveal deception. Love will replace hatred. Courage will replace fear. And direct experience will replace dogma. Indigo children are the spiritual leaders, rebels, revolutionaries of this planet. Thanks to their existence, more and more people are waking up and finding the freedom that is already here, deep within. 
I love it, man. I do too. It's starting to really unwind. And I have to say that, you know, without sounding too dramatic or anything, but it, the Indigo Children is a, is a beautiful message to spread. I mean, to, to align humanity, to cut down the lines between religions. If, if that's what, if that's what they feel that their drive is or just truth to heal suffering. Yeah. To end all, I mean, to become a planet of peace. So, well, the indigo child and how you can recognize one, Steve, you want, you feel like uh, diving into this a little bit? Oh yeah. The indigo child is here to bring us closer to our true essence. We think our minds are separate because of our bodies. These children know differently. A true indigo travels comfortably between worlds, usually at night when we think they're asleep. Our thoughts and feelings are not our own. The truth is, we have forgotten who we are and how our minds are connected to each other. Indigos remember and have an inner knowing that far exceeds our psychic abilities. Having said this, not all children are born that were born since 1980 are indigos. Many brought major challenges from previous lifetimes they're still working through. But once the lessons are learned and the pattern forgiven, they will join the ranks of the cosmic caring indigo. Very interesting. The intricate workings of our DNA are changing. Brainwave relationships are spontaneously moving into higher vibrational patterning as the electromagnetic fields within our DNA. Because of this, our brains are working together as cohesive units of consciousness. That means humanity is becoming more aware and moving towards becoming more sentient beings, aware of everything all at once, all of the time. Love that. So what happened to cause us to lose touch with our inner knowing? Put simply, thousands of years ago, we began to think instead of feel. Our ability to tap into the collective consciousness is still within us. We've just forgotten how to use it. The ego became our ruler, holding us back by relaying on, relying on memories to make our decisions. With past as our guide, we gave our power to the ego, which made us fearful. The, the intellect caused us to lose our connection to the collective consciousness, making us feel alone. Some adults have been able to gain at least part of this former knowing. They in turn are giving birth to children who remember how the collective consciousness works, and they're using it. The indigo offspring is their descendant. Wow. It's good, man. It is. Today's children are different, more challenging, more intelligent, more confrontational, more intuitive, more spiritual, and in some cases, even more violent from any generation we have yet seen. This calls for a new and different way of parenting and schooling outside of our old ways. The care and feeding of your indigo children. Very good. Very, good. It is, and I have to agree. There's a lot of things that need to change, and especially in a lot of the public schools. Um, well, we were talking about it tonight in pre-show. Steve has said to me, you still remember how to write in cursive? And I said, yeah, yeah, I do. And I mean, I don't do it often, mostly just signing my name on checks. But, 
it's going to be a lost art soon. And I said to Steve, I think, in my opinion, what it, what they're trying to do is they're going to remove cursive writing from the schools so that ultimately no one can read the Constitution anymore and nobody knows what their rights are or what's being taken from them. And what's amazing is how fast it would happen. Overnight almost. I mean, the children of today are the leaders of tomorrow. And if they're not learning, you're not teaching a, a 9 or a 10 or 11-year-old cursive and how to read it and how to write it by the time a decade goes by yeah and they're the young leaders of america all of a sudden the art is lost absolutely i mean anybody born 1998 and after they've never known what it's like to have a world without the internet we do yeah oh yeah we do my kids don't I mean, my oldest is 20, and he was born in 99, and he doesn't know a time before the internet. Jeez. It's crazy. Now, where did the term indigo child come from? There's a lady named Nancy Ann Tappe. She was a teacher and counselor, and she studied human auric field, otherwise known as electromagnetic field study. The field surrounds every living thing. She even wrote a book about it called Understanding Your Life Through Color. Through colors in the aura, she instituted a shockingly accurate and revealing way to psychologically profile a person using her new auroric color method. The signs of an indigo child actually began as, even as early as in the 1950s with a few people. What she noticed was that 80% of the children born after 1980 had a deep blue-colored auroric field. She called this new color indigo. Now, there's different behavioral patterns of indigos. They're born feeling and knowing they are special and should be revered. An indigo knows that they belong here as they are and expect you to realize it as well. These children are more confident and have a higher sense of self-worth. Absolute authority, the kind with no choices, negotiation, or input from them does not sit well. The educational system is a good example. Some of the rules we so carefully followed as children seem silly to them, and they fight them. Rigid, ritualistic systems are, are considered archaic to an indigo child. They feel everything should be given creative thought. They're insightful, and often they have a better idea of a method than what has been placed in place for years. This makes them seem like system busters. Adults often view an indigo as antisocial, unless they're with other indigos. Often they feel lost and misunderstood, which causes them to go within. The old control methods like wait till your father gets home have no effect on these children. The fulfillment of their personal needs is important to them, and they'll let you know. I mean, I definitely have a come across probably some of these people in my life oh i can i can i can see how the children of today the the things that we just read fit them perfectly yeah i mean they don't like the old archaic systems they're they're into and and it comes with i think the the burst of technological advances they the systems that they used to have take for example maybe one of the biggest thing in our parents' generations was getting a mortgage to buy a house, becoming a homeowner. The American dream. Now, uh, with our children and our children becoming young adults, they can go on rocket mortgage and that can happen in 15 minutes. 
Yeah, if, if not shorter time. I mean, everything is almost immediate gratification, which I don't think is necessarily such a good thing. Um, I mean, the the kids, some kids today, they they, I think that um, social media has has hindered them in some way because they don't know how to talk directly. Um, my son was telling me of an instance at work where he had uh, he's the manager at his work and he had an issue with this girl, and you know he he said some things that was accurate, but she didn't like it. Well, she told her mother. The mother comes in with her daughter, who's 26 years old, to speak for her daughter. I mean, there's a communication breakdown somewhere. <laughs> I mean, at 26 years old, my parents weren't fighting my battles for me. I can, I, I can tell you that. No, there are some ways that this, this indigo generation and the children of today's age are so far ahead of us. And there's, there's some ways, and I'm saying us as in the the previous generation right and there's some ways that they're so far behind and the ways that they're so far ahead you think you know i don't know if someone of my parents age would ever be able to catch up to them technologically but then the ways that they're so far behind you think to yourself how could they ever catch up to our generation in in those ways yeah it's complex which basically goes to the whole argument of the indigo children. They're trying to break down that system. So they don't have to do it like we were because I guess we were doing it wrong. They see, maybe not wrong, but they see an easier path for humanity. Well, like you said, this is the first generation that's been born with the internet. And if you if you were from a previous generation and you got to see how things operated when it was analog, Sure. It, it was a it was a slower it was it does need reform. Well think about our grandparents watching us play like Nintendo. Oh. To them, that was like the internet. Yeah. I mean I tell my kids all the time because they're always glued to their cell phones. I'm like, Do you know that if we could have seen this at your age, it would just blow our minds? Right. We were sixty four bit, sixteen bit. Yeah. The only person in the world that had a uh, had an Apple wristwatch was uh Knight Rider. <laughs> yeah, he you're was right. the first Apple watch. Yep. So there are some more traits if uh if we hadn't listed enough. Um like we said, they're strong willed. Now here's one. Born in nineteen seventy eight or later, headstrong, creative with artistic flair for music, jewelry making, poetry, prone to addictions. An old soul as if they're 13 going on 43, intuitive or psychic, possibly with a history of seeing angels or deceased people, an isolationist, either through aggressive acting out or through fragile introversion, independent and proud, even if they're constantly asking you for money, possess a deep desire to help the world in a big way, wavers between low self-esteem and grandiosity, bores easily, has probably been diagnosed as having ADD or ADHD prone to insomnia, restless sleep, nightmares, or difficulty falling asleep, has a history of depression or even suicidal thoughts or attempts, looks for real, deep, and lasting friendships, easily bonds with plants or animals. Now, if you possess 14 or more of these traits, you're an indigo. If you possess 11 to 13, you're probably an indigo in training. Now, if you're an adult with these traits, you could be what's called a light worker. Very good. Now, the effects of Ritalin and other drugs on indigos. 
diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. Steve, take us away. Indigo children who take Ritalin or other psychotropic drugs soon lose touch with their intuition, their psychic abilities, and their warrior personality. These children were sent to Earth with these three spiritual gifts for the express purpose of cleaning up our planet, environmentally and socially. Suppressive drugs such as Ritalin can cause an indigo child to forget their life's purpose, which only delays what has to change on our Earth for us to continue living on it. One of the reasons an indigo or a crystal or rainbow child has trouble sleeping is because wayward spirits are attracted to them. These spirits know these children can see and sense them. This makes them more irritable and restless in school. The schools and doctors decide from this that they are ADHD or ADD. So what would an ideal Indigo's world look like? Indigos have a job to do on this planet, and they will do it. It's their job to help eliminate the values of the world age that just passed in 2012 and replace them with values of the new world age. They take their job very seriously, even if they're not aware of it. They're preparing the world for the new values of love and brotherhood, unity and integrity. Indigo prophecies talk about how these special children are the forerunners to dramatically changing the world for the next great cycle change in the area of 2012. Forgiveness towards others is a key element to help heal the earth, and Indigo's world would be like this. It would be free from all harsh chemicals. Harsh chemicals can affect how indigos think. Food would be organically grown, locally grown, fresh with minimal processing and refining. I know you love that, folks. Definitely. Education would be for all, and children would have much greater say in their educational future and curriculum. Family would mean whom you are with at that time and be inclusive to a greater circle of people. Our political system would be truly for the greater good of all, much more democratic, even socialist. All countries and all people would work together to do better with their lives on the entire planet. Nature and her needs would come first, including cleaning the air and soil. Children would be treated with respect and consulted on any decisions that would affect them. And all people would be equal, no matter what their race, their color, their sex, or their creed. It's so interesting, because if we back up just a, a little bit there, when it's say, where it's talking about the, the world age that's passed in 2012, well, maybe that's what the Mayan calendar was trying to say, that the end of the world as we know it in 2012 is ending to usher in this new age of preparation with the indigo children, uh, basically designing this new world for us that, you know, according to the experts, they're going to do it and nothing's going to stop them regardless. It's, an, it's, a, an, it's a more empathetic there's empathy these children these indigo children are spreading this empathy and I, I, I agree with you maybe it wasn't the end of days in a biblical sense that happened in the 2012 ending of the Mayan calendar but maybe it was the ending of an era or a cycle of thought yeah it, it was the end of uh, 
of being dumbed down. It's it, it, it's a time for enlightenment now. I like uh, as we get further on in the podcast. There's a part that explains different chakras, and I'm excited to get to that part. It's going to be coming up. So with these children, we've we've drugged them punished them we've denied them but they still will not conform to our views of what a model child should be why many indigos can see their futures and know what we are trying to teach them is useless and irrelevant an indigo has an enormous amount of tenacity and willpower through their sensitivity to chemicals and processed foods and authority they're showing us what has to change in our world they're sensitive to so many things. An indigo child will tell you that we should not be using these detrimental detrimental chemicals if we truly loved our earth and each other. Hashtag DuPont. Indigo children are natural children in an unnatural world. Their immune systems, physically and emotionally, aren't able to assimilate to the earthly toxins in food, in the water, in our air and in things like toiletries and cleaning supplies and artificial lighting and relationships, scientists have discovered huge links between ADHD and environmental toxins. Wow, that's a lot. <clears throat> now, you may think because uh, what we've covered so far, they're talking about the children of today and the children in the 1980s as being... Uh, as being the the more enlightened ones, but this has been going on for a while. Um, every generation has a group purpose or consciousness. Uh, an indigo child has a prominent indigo color in their aura. Special children in each generation have a certain color with unique values related to it as well. 1940s and 1950s, these people had issues of security. They married young, stayed at their jobs for a lifetime, Happiness in a marriage or career were secondary to security. The color red and is of the root chakra. Red, slowest moving rays. Now through the 1960s and 1970s, people were less concerned with security. More interest began with drugs and sex and harsh music. Free love, brawl burnings, equality for minorities, and the sexes began in earnest. Orange is the color associated with the sacral chakra. Orange is slower, but not the slowest moving ray. Now, in the 1980s, things gain importance in this time, with people acquiring personal property and power increasing the debt load. Women made great gains in the male-dominated areas of the workforce, but at the expense of their femininity. They took on more masculine-type traits, the color associated with this time is yellow, which represents the solar plexus chakra. The speed of the rotation of the chakras increases as the color changes from hot to cooler. Now, in the early 1990s, as we get closer to the great cycle change, the time periods move closer together because of evolution and consciousness increased. The spiritual revolution grew at this time, with people joining churches, temples, or non-religious non spiritual groups. The Pope apologized for the church's past abuses. All this is due to the coming new millennium. Emerald green is the color associated with this time period, and the chakra is the heart chakra. The speed of this chakra increases over the last one again. Late 1990s. This was a time of the individual. 
people strove to become independent by playing the stock market, opening businesses or whatever else helped further this trait. Corporate downsizing helped move this trend along. These people left jobs, marriages, or anything else that didn't feel healthy or right. Their passion came to the forefront. Integrity towards themselves became paramount. These changes to truth and integrity are the work of the throat chakra because they deal with communication. This chakra spins in the color of light sky blue and faster still. 2000s, the new millennium. The spiritual revolution went into swing with the increased interest in psychic phenomena, earthbound spirits, life after death and angels. Interest in psychic phenomena and psychic phenomenon comes through loud and cleared with the third eye chakra. This chakra spins at three colors, white, purple, and primarily indigo. All these children are highly psychic and spiritually gifted. They are right brain dominant, so they feel instead of think. Other traits are artistic gifts, music, and mathematical thinking, learning through visual, not auditory. Many are emotionally gifted and want to help other children in a non-judgmental and open-hearted way. An indigo child is sensitive to others because many times they know what the person is feeling. Being truthful to these children is recommended because they can detect a lie through their inner knowing. Lack of integrity does not work for an indigo child. They'll call you on it every time. So truth and integrity are what we have to give our children to help an indigo child grow and move in the direction of life's purpose. These children are very difficult. Then, when we were children, as the indigo prophecy states, their combined IQs are higher than at any other time in history, but they have higher scores in nonverbal intelligence and lower scores in verbal skills. To them, the telepathic trips they take at are their true schooling, night school. It's why many are tired the next day, because they haven't slept. What they learn during the day at human school is boring and obsolete. They turn to night school for their true learning, and many do it in secret. That's fascinating. It, it certainly is. I mean, it, it, it just has me thinking about lots of different things over the courses of my life, my own interactions, myself, like just dealing with other people and thinking about all these different instances and be like, wow. Were they, weren't they? Who knows? Now, there's a global purpose of Indigo Children, and what it is is to usher in the new age of peace, which is the age of Aquarius. Right? Such a beautiful singing oh, voice. I know. Well, I'll be in the studio soon. <laughs> indigo Children naturally want to help others. They know that it is through helping others that big change happen on the earth. A true indigo child cares deeply about the values of fairness, individuality, and the brotherhood of all. According to doctors and teachers, indigo children report seeing angels, auras, fairies, and deceased loved ones. They intuitively know the integrity level of others, and they sense a lie. Most important of all, these children know, understand, and respect their gift without question. We as adults have been taught to question everything. When we get a feeling, we often discount its worth and end up making mistakes because of it. An indigo child does not question the divine inspiration they receive. Instead, they follow it without question and to the letter. And these children move into adulthood. Psychic experiences, telepathy, and angels will become common conversations. Lying becomes impossible when you're telepathic. The legal professions, justice system, and more will become obsolete. 
people will naturally be honest because they will not be able to get away with anything else. Mm. I love that. Yeah, that's a utopic feeling. I love it. But it also, it, it, it makes me think of that one Tom Cruise movie where they would know about the crime before you did it and they would arrest you. The precogs. That's right. I love that one. Yeah. You want to jump into, can you earn the trust? Yes, you, you have to earn the trust of an indigo child. Indigo children know the legal and government systems today are corrupt. They know the educational system needs a major overhaul, and they have the tenacity to make it happen when they are in the position to do so. We just left the age of the Pisces with the values of money, power, and control at the end of 2012. It's predicted that these values will gradually be replaced by 2013 and beyond with the values of love, brotherhood, unity, and integrity. The overhaul of these systems has already begun, and the indigo children will continue to challenge till we take on the values of the next great cycle. In the new age of peace, the age of Aquarius, we will live in cooperation we will live a much more natural existence through natural whole foods, clean water, and freshly grown local produce. Amen. All the, necess- all the unnecessary things that are produced now will no longer have a market and will cause massive closures of the businesses that produce them. But they will be replaced with other needed and useful businesses that will be operated to a large extent from home. People will follow their lives' purpose and not just settle for a job. I think what's interesting about that is where it says we live a much more natural existence through natural whole foods, clean water, and freshly grown produce. That's great. But then it starts to say um, that we'll no longer have the market for these unnecessary things that will cause massive closures. Well, just yesterday, I was reading, uh, I think it, uh, I forget what what online uh, paper it was, but one of the biggest producers of uh, milk in the entire country just shut down. One of the biggest dairy farms in the world. Wow. Yeah, or in the United States, I should say. But yeah, I mean, is that going in hand with this? Who knows? I, I heard from a guy, from a dairy farmer, that if you take a gallon of milk and just set it aside, after two days, it will start to gather on the bottom. Right. What, what, the, what the fortification and whatever they're putting in the milk, it becomes like a cloudy, dusty type of sediment in the bottom of the gallon, and it's kind of watery at the top. Right. That's not what milk's supposed to do. No, I mean, yeah, I know it's. I don't know. I think as as these indigo children develop and become more of the ruling class adults, that things are going to a advance technologically, but b regress uh, with just the chemicals that we're putting in all of this. The food supply, basically. Well, if you think about just uh, milk in general, if you think about it, we are the only animals on planet Earth that continue to drink not our own species' milk after infancy, but another animal. I mean, a baby calf is drinking that milk from its mother because that has all the proteins and all the necessary makeup to, 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 for a calf. 
I mean, are we supposed to be ingesting that? I guess that's a question that, you know, is, is up for debate. So as these obsolete businesses go, so will things like smog and pesticides and chemical fertilizers and food additives and pharmaceutical drugs and vaccines and stress and worry as we stop using unnatural time given to us by clocks we will start to live in natural time which is our birthright i think i'm liking where this is going i know these these kids might have something here yeah the old energy of fear will be replaced by the new energy of peace People who live in higher dimensions instantly manifest in order to get their needs met. They focus their desire and vision on their goal, which attracts or creates it. Because of our increased psychic talents, when we need something, we will manifest it through the power of visualization. It takes discipline to keep the focus unwavering on what we desire. Worrying creates negative results, so it has to be replaced with loving thoughts immediately. We did we did a whole show on uh, the law of attraction, which goes even deeper into visualization and manifestation. So if you haven't heard that, check it out. We definitely believe in that one. For sure. The indigo doesn't worry about job security because they know their true source of security is from living through God and the universe and purpose. Very good. Now, our DNA is changing. Many of you as adults are feeling the effects of these changes as our bodies attempt to adjust. You may feel your nerves are a bit frazzled or your breathing will become short and you feel anxious for no apparent reason. Some will even have sensations of spinning or movement of energy in their chakras as the ray energy from the galactic center plummets down to earth, stimulating our internal energy centers. The Earth's own magnetic field has changed dramatically from what it was only centuries earlier. It's weakening as we move into the next great age, which has promised to change our very existence and thinking. The children of today, the indigos, and their younger counterparts, the crystal children, were born with much of this in DNA already in place. They are forerunners and the institutors of our new lighter bodies and, and refined psychic abilities. Through their sensitivities, knowing in the integrity they are here to show us the way, not the other way around. Adults have to encourage them to be themselves, then come to us with a whole new set of values based on the values of the next Mayan great age, the age of peace, the age of Aquarius. Love it. More changes on the way. Another evolution is occurring with rainbow children. Now, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Now, we, we, were, we broke down for you pretty pretty thoroughly pretty extensively into what indigo children are but you might have been saying well are there any examples of an indigo child and that's where we're going to go into this into this next field steve you want me to kick this off or you want to kick this off well i love i love this guy's name his name is boris kaprianovich he was born on january 11th in 1996 to nadia kaprianovich and since his birth he has not been a normal child, but he has demonstrated super capabilities that are very rarely seen in a child of his age. His mother, Nadia, claims that he was able to hold his head up without her support when he was just 15 days old. That's crazy. 
That's odd, considering it usually takes months for babies to be able to lift their heads on their own. Nadia is a doctor, and she found this very strange, but at the same time, she believed her son to be gifted. Boris baffled his parents when he started speaking when he was just a few months old. By the age of two, he was already able to read, draw, and paint. He started talking about Mars and other space-associated phenomenon, even though his parents never talked to him about Mars or space. Well, Nadia's suspicion turned into reality when Boris started speaking in full sentences and perfect vocabulary when he was just one and a half years old. And to her surprise, he started recalling his past life on Mars and shared detailed stories with her. Now, Boris's parents never talked to him about Mars or space, and he was too young to read everything on his own. His mother once said, no one has ever taught him. Sometimes he would sit in a lotus position and start telling us detailed facts about Mars, other planetary systems, and other civilizations, which really puzzled us. I mean, you would you would have to believe. I mean, if the if it was my child, it would seem that convincing. Wow. Well, you know when your child at that age is lying. Oh, absolutely. The family took a camping trip when Boris was just seven years old. Now, during a campfire gathering, Boris asked the people to sit down around him so that they could listen to his stories about being a Martian in his past life. He held the audience in awe for more than an hour. There was a professor in the audience who recorded Boris's stories. This is how the world came to know about him. Now, Boris' claims and knowledge of the cosmos bewildered the scientist. He had expert knowledge on the galaxy and solar system at such a young age. His claims turned interesting when he described life on Mars in detail. So, according to Boris, he had, an, he had been a Martian a long time ago. This was at the time when Earth had only one continent and Lumeria was in existence. Both Earth and Mars had advanced societies that had time travel, teleportation technologies. He worked as a military pilot for Mars then and had visited Earth a couple times. Mars and Earth had a very close partnership, and Boris used to fly triangular-shaped spacecraft powered by plasma and ion. Martians used to visit Egypt a lot. He also said that Martians had the ability to breathe carbon dioxide. The people on Mars used to be really tall and almost reach as high as 7 feet in height. Also, they would stop aging when they reached 35 years of age and would be immortal unless they were killed. Now, moreover, Boris believes that there are secret, there's secrets hidden inside the Great Sphinx in Giza, secrets that could change the world forever. He even said that the way to unlock those secrets is hidden behind one of the ears of the Great Sphinx. Considering that the Martians had such a great relationship with Egypt, this might be possible. And surprisingly, about 10 years after Boris made this claim, a sensory scan of the Great Sphinx revealed that there is something odd behind one of the Sphinx's ears. There may be a, a hidden chamber in there. I would love to find out what's in there. I'd love to as well, but you know what? Once they find out, or if they already do, suppressed. It's going to be like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, you're right. And just put away. But unless these indigo children have something to say about it. And you know, Mars always seemed to me like it was a once thriving but now desolate planet. Just the way that it is completely wiped out. I mean, 
it could have very easily been before earth humans came into existence or or what has what created our existence was what came from mars Mars is the next planet over right well if you if you go back and you think about uh the show that we did on remote viewing and one of the remote viewers was just given uh the coordinates and was and was only told the coordinates and go back to a million years ago and the coordinates were mars and he was talking about this highly technological advanced civilization and they said okay come ahead a million years he said it's just a barren wasteland it looks like it was destroyed by war and i mean that that's pretty cool and there's also a movie that goes right along with everything that is said about or what boris has said here which i don't know if they took the movie was made after he had been interviewed and uh been made known to the public but the movie mission to mars it goes right along with that spoiler alert if you haven't seen it because i'm about to blow the roof off of it but <laughs> they're basically they're taking a mission to mars what they find is this extraterrestrial race that uh was basically is basically us but they ended up fleeting mars and they ended up uh uh, seeding Earth by shooting uh, some DNA of theirs, and and we grew into what we are today. That's why we have such a connection with the cosmos and wanting to go to Mars. Because, I mean, yeah, they, they, they talk about going to the moon, but it just seems like Mars has always been been the draw ever since the the discovery or or, or the 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 term uh, flying saucer was was coined. Everything's always been, well, are you a Martian? You know, it was always that the extraterrestrials were from Mars. Right. Nobody has. Nobody ever wants to go to Mercury. Yeah. Or nobody's ever like, you know, <laughs> Venus, you know, right, all, right. The, all the famous uh, ETs of Venus. Now, we have never been able to find any evidence of life on Mars, even though there's a strong speculation on the existence of life. Boris's stories explain why we have not been able to find life on Mars yet. According to Boris, when he was 14 or 15 years old, a nuclear war broke out on Mars. The war destroyed the atmosphere and the environment completely. The Martians tried to create a sun out of the planet Jupiter, but were unable to. This this was what the great red spot on Jupiter is, according to Boris. Now, since the atmosphere was no longer habitable, the remaining Mars population moved underground, and they adapted to breathing carbon dioxide. They still live there, and we've been looking in the wrong places, Boris advised. Boris's stories are in the line with certain theories by experts. Dr. John Bradenburg, a plasma scientist, believes that the earlier civilizations on Mars were wiped out by nuclear war. Dr. Alfred McElwin, planetary geology professor, strongly believes that there might be water and life in the interior of Mars. This puts Boris's stories into serious perspective. I love it. Now, Boris made another claim. He said that he is not the only Martian to have ever been reborn on Earth. There are others like him, known as the Indigo Children, who are on a mission to Earth, and they have been sent to Earth to help humanity avoid an apocalyptic nuclear war. Boris was interviewed by Project Camelot when he was 11 years old, and you can check out that interview on YouTube. Now, when science when scientists would talk with him, they were allegedly very impressed with his knowledge of space, astronomy, planetary systems, space travel, and physics, which was incredibly developed for his age. 
Indeed, he knew so much about this stuff that scientists were baffled as to how such a young kid could possibly know and process it all. Boris also gave numerous interviews with news agencies and notably an organization known as Project Camelot. And more details of his past life and the Martians would be revealed, as well as his musing on the nature of the universe, space travel, and even multiple dimensions. According to him, their whole method of space travel involved dropping through parallel dimensions, which essentially allowed them to nearly instantaneously travel across vast different distances. He also told of other planets with intelligent life that met the same fate as Mars, such as the planet he calls, Steve, Proserpine, Proserpine, right? Proserpine, Proserpine. Yes. Proserpine, which was destroyed hundreds of thousands of years ago, with many of those becoming indigo children to be reborn on Earth as well. He says of this, a beam struck the planet and broke it into pieces. The planet ceased to exist, but the inhabitants teleported themselves to the fifth dimension, which you call a parallel world. Planet Earth, as a living and reasonable creature, started accepting children of Prosperine. So one can come across those people here on Earth who remember their past life on another planet, who think of themselves as aliens. Boris has gone on to warn that Earth faces a similar fate if we do not change our ways. And it is all so completely strange that it seems as if it must be pure fantasy on his part. But it is all so detailed with so many complex explanations that is enthralling to say the least. You can hear numerous of his interviews on YouTube, such as the one that he gave to Project Camelot. And he never appears less than completely confident and sure of his story. With no sense at all that he is making this up, and he is obviously intelligent beyond his years. Now, if this is a hoax, then it is all very well thought out. And if it's just a delusion, then he seems to be fully committed to it and believe it as reality. Interestingly, though, it is not known what has happened to him as an adult. But one commentate one, yeah, one commenter by the name of Saja Dampali claimed on the on the site Quora. Borska is said to have disappeared along with his mother and a number of attempts by Western journalists to track him down has failed. One journalist has been informed, one Russian associate, that Boris, that Boris is now in a remote village under the protection of the Russian government and an attempt to reach out to him would be futile. Several physics have claimed that they have been able to communicate Oh, I'm sorry. Several psychics have claimed that they have been able to communicate with Boris through their minds and that they have replied by Boris with a similar saying that he is in a remote place with his mother, but he is doing okay and that the Russian government has something to do with it. Maybe he, the Russian government is using him to somehow communicate with these extraterrestrials. Oh, yeah. Because if you think back, I forget... I forget what show it was that we were doing, but we were talking about, uh, it might have even been remote viewing, that the Nazis used a, a remote viewer who was referred to, I think her first name was actually Indigo. Indigo Swan or something like that. And she was, I mean, she could remote view. And she was the one that was, they even said in here, one of the ways to deal with it would be to like draw like blindly. What is it? Like remote drawing. Automatic, yeah. And she did that for the Nazis, and that's where they came up with the uh, for the plans for like the first uh, uh, UFO, like the bell or the acorn that some people call it. 
and uh yeah a name with a, with a name like indigo swan i mean she's right on the money and it was also some bridges that there was like uh like pinpoint bridges that they had to blow up in order to secure battlegrounds and those tele those remote viewers would be able to draw pictures of the bridges that they needed to blow up and they would just go out and match the picture to the bridges and they know that the allied forces would be coming through there and yeah and the pictures were almost like identical to what they saw in their mind or what they draw minority report was the movie that we were talking about it's a right. it's a philip k dick story nice bringing it back to philip k dick yeah we have a whole whole podcast on that one if you want to check yeah that one check out that out now steve are they here to save the world these indigo children this is a cool story. So, at a coffee shop in Tribeca one morning, David Ming Wong, age seven, was in constant motion. He played with quarters on the table. He dropped them on the floor, and then he leaned on his mother and walked away. Tell him I'm strong, he said to his mother, whose name is Yolanda Badillo. She's 50, and she sat at a booth with a neighbor who was there with her goddaughter. I woke up at 2.16 this morning and it wasn't raining, he said. I'm getting bored, he said. At David's public school, where he is in the program for gifted and talented second graders, a teacher told Mrs. Badillo that he is arrogant for a boy his age. And teachers since preschool have described him as bright, but sometimes disruptive. But Mrs. B Mrs. Badillo, a homeopath and holistic health counselor, has her own assessment to her David's traits. His intelligence, empathy, and impatience make him an indigo child. He told me when he was six months old that he was going to have trouble in school because they wouldn't know where to fit him, she said, adding that he told her this through his energy and not his words. Our consciousness is changing. It's expanding, and the indigos are here to show us the way, says Mrs. Badillo. We were much more connected with the creator before, and we're trying to get back as a race to that connection. What's well, crazy, because I'd be like, hold on a second. He told you what at six months old? I mean, through his energy, like, yeah. I could understand as a parent, because you can communicate way before words with a, with a child, and you can feel a child's aura. You can feel their sure. I mean, as a parent, if you when you have an infant, if you if you're out in public and there's a bunch of different babies crying, you can identify which one is your baby, no problem. Oh yeah, you can feel them. Absolutely, you can. So yeah, I'm with her. All right, you keep going. So, if you have not been into an alternative bookstore lately, it's possible that you've missed the news about the Indigo Children. They represent perhaps the most exciting, albeit odd, change in basic human nature that has ever been observed and documented. Lee Carroll and Jan Tober write in The Indigo Children, The New Kids Have Arrived. This book has sold over 250,000 copies since 1999 and has spawned a cottage industry of books about indigo children. Hay House said it sold over 500,000 books on Indigo Children, and a documentary named The Indigo Evolution has been produced, and when it opened, was opened on over 200 screens at churches and yoga centers, college campuses, and main theaters. Indigo Children were first described in the 1970s by a San Diego parapsychologist, Nancy Ann Tappe. 
who noticed the emergence of the children with an indigo aura, a vibrational color she had never seen before. This color, she reasons, coincided with a new consciousness. Like that. The indigo children, Mrs. Carroll and Miss, Mr. Mr. Carroll and Miss Tober, define the phenomenon. Indigos, they write, share traits like a high IQ, acute intuition, self-confidence, resistance to authority, and disruptive tendencies, which are often diagnosed as attention de- deficit disorder, known as ADD, or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or ADHD. Offered as a guide for parents of unusually bright and active children, the book includes common criticisms of today's child-rearing, that children are over-medicated, and that schools are not creative environments, especially for bright students, and that children need more time and attention from their parents. But the book seeks answers to mainstream parental concerns in the paranormal. Now, to these children, to me, these children are the answers to the prayers we have all asked for for peace, said Doreen Virtue, a former psychotherapist for adolescents who now writes books and lectures on indigo children. She calls the indigos a leap in human evolution. They're vigilant about cleaning the earth of social ills and corruption and increasing integrity. Miss Virtue said other generations tried, but then they became apathetic. This generation won't unless we drug them into submission with Ritalin. To skeptics, the concept of indigo children belongs in the realm of wishful thinking and new age credulity. All of us would prefer not to have our kids labeled with psychiatric disorder, but in this case, it's a sham diagnosis, said Russell Barkley, a research professor of psychiatry at the State University of New York Upstate Medical University in Syracuse. (laughs) That's some credentials right there. (laughs) There are no science behind it. There are no studies. Dr. Barkley likened the definition of indigo children to an academic exercise called Barnum Statements after P.T. Barnum in which a person is given a list of generic psychological characteristics and becomes convinced that they apply especially to him or her. That could also be uh, mass hysteria. Mass hysteria takes on that form too. It, it actually happens in psychology a lot. I took Psych 101 when I was in college and in the first uh, day of psych they tell everyone in the class, we're going to go over some illnesses, some mental illnesses. When we start to talk about these, it's a natural human phenomenon for you to think that everything we're talking about applies to you. Just know that generally speaking, they don't, but you may think that this this thing that we're talking about is we're focusing it on you. We're not. We're talking about it in general aspects. Sure. Well, if anybody that's had like a, an illness that's going on and they already are a hypochondriac, the last place they should go is the internet. And say, I have that. Oh my God. I, yeah, I, def- I have Ebola. Right. Yep. I have this. Look, I've checked every box. Yeah, I they, must have it. And they probably have like the flu or something. Now, Uh, Parents who attribute their children's inattention or disruptive behavior to a vibrational energy, he said, risk delaying proper diagnosis and treatment that might help them. To indigos and their parents, however, such skepticism is the usual resistance to any new and revolutionary idea. America always had a soft spot for supernatural. 
A November 2005 poll by Harris Interactive found that one American in five believes he or she has been reincarnated. 40% believe in ghosts. 68% believe in angels. It is not surprising that the indigo literature, which incorporates some of these beliefs along with common anxieties about child psychology, has, been found, has found a receptive audience. Now, Annette Piper, a mother of two in Memphis, said that she had planned to go to medical school until she realized she was an indigo, able to tell what was wrong with people by touching them. Like a lot of others who describe themselves as indigos, she was also sensitive to chemicals and fluorescent lights. Instead of going to medical school, she became an intuitive healer, directing the energy fields around people, and opened a new age store called Spiritual Freedom. Her daughter, Alexandra, 10 is also an indigo, she said. They play games to cultivate their telepathic powers. But at school, Alexandra struggles. Miss Piper said she has trouble finishing work in school and wants to argue with the teacher if she thinks she's right. Mrs. Piper said, I don't think she's found out what her gifts are. From the influence in school and friends, she lays off of these abilities. She's a little afraid of them. Problems in school are common for Indigo, said Alex Perkel, who runs the Rebirth Esoteric Science Center in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, a bilingual Russian-English center dedicated to the knowledge of ancient esoteric schools in Eastern science. Last year, the center organized a class for Indigo children, but canceled it when families dropped out for economic reasons. A lot of people don't understand the children because the children are very smart, Mr. Perkel said. They have knowledge like our teachers. They don't want to go to school. Number one, because they don't need the knowledge they can get from school. So parents bring them to psychologists and psycho bring them to psychologists and the psychologists start giving them pills to take out their will and memory. We developed a special program to help them understand that they came to this planet to change the consciousness because they have guides from a higher world. Stephen Hinshaw, professor and chairman of the psychology at the University of California, Berkeley, acknowledged there is legitimate concern that we are over-medicating normal childhood, particularly with ADHD. But he said research shows that even gifted, gifted children with attention deficit problems do better with more structure in their classroom, not less. Now, if you conduct a very open classroom, kids with ADHD may fit in better because everyone's running around, but there's no evidence that it helps. So, go for it, Steve. On the other hand, if you have a more traditional classroom with consistent tasks and expectations and rewards, kids with ADD may have a harder time fitting in at first, but in the long run, there's evidence that it helps their learning. Julia Tuckman, a partner in the Nashima Healing in Manhattan, who works with a lot of indigo children and adults, said it's important for their families not to turn away from traditional psychology and medicine. I'm a very holistically oriented, but many people who come here I send to doctors. She said, I'm not against medications at all. I just think it's overused. When parents take children to her for their treatment, she practices electromagnetic field balancing, a touch-free massage that purports to tune a person's electromagnetic field. She said that just telling the children that they have a special gift is often a healing gesture. Fultz, you have any experience with that? With with the electromagnetic touch free massage stuff? Yes, I have. Um it's 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 called Reiki. And I have had many Reiki massages where 
they're not necessarily touching your body, but you can feel the energy. I mean, your your skin starts to become hot. Uh, I mean, I've had it done where my eyes are closed and um, I could just tell where, where, where the energy is being focused at that time. Um, it's something to be looked into. It's definitely an alternative uh, healing process that, uh, you know, I had a bad back and it helped greatly. And uh, yeah, it helped. And she would always help me align my chakras and, and everything. So there's a lot to be learned. So going along with Tuckman, <clears throat> she asked the question, can you imagine a child going up to his parents and saying, I'm talking to an angel or I'm talking to someone who's deceased? A lot of them have no one to talk to, she said. She, like others who sees indigos, sees them as a reason for hope. Even disruptive behavior has a purpose, said Marjorie Jackson, a Tai Chi and yoga teacher in Alton. Altadena, California, who said that her son, Andrew, is an indigo. Andrew's now 25, was not disruptive as a child, she said, but in her practice, she sees indigos who are. The purpose of the disruptive ones is to overload the system, so the school will be inspired to change, said Miss Jackson. The kids may seem like they have ADD or ADHD, what that is, is that the stimulus given to them, their inner being, is not interested in it. But if you give them something that harmonizes with their broad intention that their inner self has for them, they won't be disruptive. That's very interesting because, uh, you know, one of my uh, favorite things that I've, I've read probably in 2019 was that, um, and was talking about boredom. And it was like, boredom is the desire for desire. Well, I like that one. Yeah, isn't that cool? If you think about that, it's, it's the truth. You're bored because you wish that you had something to do. So you have the desire to have desire for something. I'm down with that. Let's see. Let's see. The purpose of disruption. Oh, yeah, you just. She said that schools should treat children more like adults rather than placing them in fear-based, constrictive, no-choice environments where they explode. Miss Jackson compared people who do not recognize indigos to muggles, the name used by J.K. Rowling in the Harry Potter books to describe ordinary people who have no connection with magic. I would say 90% of the world is like muggles, she said. You don't talk about this stuff with them because it's going to scare them. In the Tribeca coffee shop, David Min Wong continued to play with his coins and talk to his mother. Mrs. Badillo and her neighbor, Sandra McVoy, said that they have family members who don't believe in the indigo idea. Mrs. McCoy sat with her goddaughter, Jasmine Washington, 14. In contrast to David J Jasmine, listened serenely, waiting for questions. Yet Jasmine, too, is an indigo child. Mrs. McCoy said, I always knew there was something different about her. Then when I saw something about indigos on television, I knew what it was. Like many other indigos, Jasmine is homeschooled. For Jasmine, who often sensed she was different from other children, especially in public schools, the destination of indigo is a comfort. The kids now are very different, so it's good that there's a name for it and people pay attention to what's different about them, Jasmine said. Like the woman at the table, she said the indigos have a special purpose, to help the world come together again. If something bad happens, I always think I can fix it. Since we have these abilities, we can help the world. The indigo children. I love it. It's like uh, 
looks like you're looking at them and and you can see that glowing aura around their souls and it is that perfect indigo color yeah i mean if you think about it it, it has to be the way that humanity goes on because with with peace and love and understanding because at the rate we're going there's a new war every year i mean we're D- destruction and terror can only take a race so far yeah i mean it's it, Obviously, I mean, the, a lot of the powers that be, if you want to say deep state or whatever, they're aware of, uh, of what Mars used to be. They're aware of what used to go on here on this planet and, and at the pyramids. So, I mean, they're, they're, they don't want this coming to light, but it has to. And I believe that, they, that people like these indigo children have to be the key or else uh, we didn't learn anything or the deep state didn't learn anything from the history and we're doomed to repeat it. You look at the old tendencies in the old communist countries and the the red flag of China, the red flag of the Soviet Union, those red, red auras and the red chakras. And you have to think that there is a new beginning around us and this this blue, this indigo blue uh, soul that is now becoming apparent inside of our children is a beautiful way to hope that humanity is pointed very well said and uh i had a great time tonight i love this topic i couldn't wait to share it and uh we're back in full swing so we'll be back releasing regularly uh please continue to check out our social media on instagram and facebook and join in the conversation and help us push the podcast in 2020 to bigger realms than it ever has we got humongous things in store for this year and uh we're excited to share them with you and uh It's just going to be a great time. And uh, with that, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.